after you binge Beck and Soda's podcast. Binge on Fringe and save 25% on selected Fringe shows. Visit banksa.com.au for more details. TNCs, ticket purchase limits and exclusions apply. Offer ends 17.03.24. I think they're a mix of calm and crazy. They're just fun. They're like a married couple. They're hilarious. SAFM Breakfast with Beck and Soda. Start listening. <laughs> Welcome to the Beck Podcast. Hey, Beck, just a question without notice, right off the top here. Uh, when you go to the beach, do you wear a G-string? No, oh, I do not. took some time. No, because I didn't want to sound like, oh, no, of course I would. I didn't want to sound like judgy or out of touch or prudish okay. or old because <laughs> I am none of those things. I'm very hip to the groove. But you don't wear them. No, and I also, not only do I not wear um, G-strings, I'm also, I've moved into the era where I wear a high-waisted pant. <laughs> oh, so not like a bikini. You... No, well, that's a two-piece, but the bottom's like pretty much come up to my belly button. Oh, like a control brief. Can't... Yes, exactly. Are you wearing beach spanks? <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? I am. What? I am my bag of the beach spanks uh... to hold in the mummy tummy. <laughs> Tell you what, there is a lot going on about the uh, G-string at the beach. Is it just me or are these popping out everywhere? I feel like it's not the G-string as such, I feel like girls are just tucking their briefs up their clacker. <laughs> right, eh? Okay. Didn't think we'd use the word clacker. Let's finish it there and get into the podcast, shall we, with Beck and Soda? SAFM's Beck and Soda. We got your last tickets to the biggest show on the planet, the Eras Tour, Taylor Swift, presented by Crown in Melbourne. Oh, my gosh. And she's just, she never sleeps. She's about to start a new era, the tortured Poets Department era, announcing a new album at the Grammys yesterday. Really? Dropping April 19. Oh, already? Where on earth, while she's been touring, has she had time to get in the studio and record a new album? You may have written it last year. Um, but you know I love Taylor and everything she does, but she's really deeply, deeply let me down on the title of this Why? album. Oh. Why? Because it's called the Tortured Poets Department. Yeah. Therefore, the department belongs to the poets. Therefore, we need an apostrophe. There's no apostrophe in the title of the album. What now, about, I don't, hang on. I don't know no. if it's one poet... If it's if it's more than one poet, then it's after the S. It doesn't need an apostrophe, mate. It does. The no, it the doesn't. department belongs to the poets. <laughs> it's the tortured poets' department. Therefore, they own the department. Therefore, we need a possessive apostrophe, Taylor. You can't just mate. throw out grammar when you name an album. <laughs> now, I'm assuming there's more than one poet because it's the department of poets. So, therefore, there's an apostrophe required after the S. And I'm going to go into record stores and I'm going to take my little sharpie and I'm going to add an apostrophe. Can, oh. Does your husband James like enjoy being married to you? <laughs> Can we just be careful because we love Taylor. We and do we have love tickets her, but we also away. love apostrophes oh, no, and the correct just, use of them. I don't want her to pull right. these tickets. Apostrophe gate. Um, please do not call to complain about what Beck just no, talked about because people, none of us care. No, none. everybody no. Not anyone care in this about building gives a right to us. about apostrophes. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Uh, Beck, uh, very interested last night. I was uh, watching the news and a bloke popped up. His name's Ian Grace, mm. right? Now, he's a man. Uh, who's, well, quite prominent and very, very comfortable in his own skin on the Gold Coast. But mm. he doesn't seem to be as comfortable as other people who like their own skin, right? So he actually wants to ban 
the G-string bathers on the iconic Gold Coast Strip. Oh, okay. Good luck with that. Right. Crazy. Now, find this a little unusual. Um, Ian was actually nominated as one of the finalists of the Local Hero of the Year Awards, <laughs> and I think he's taken that nomination a little too far. He wants to clean up our beaches. Well, he's trying to dictate bathing outfit and attire policy. Okay. Um, this is what Ian said about the G-string phenomenon. I don't think it's necessary. Young kids don't need to be saying, why can't I see that lady's bottom? Right. Have you noticed at the beaches now there is an inordinate number of bum cheeks on display? Look, it's very hard not to notice. Mm. Um, There is more cheek than non-cheek, I feel, on our beaches. At teenage cheeks too. Yeah. A lot. I feel like probably as... You know, I know my husband would probably feel you, you don't know where to look because you can't tell what age they are. There could be your daughter's friends and the butts around. I mean, free the butt. Good, good luck to them. Yeah, I think. Look, if you're comfortable, fair enough. Absolutely. But uh, this guy Ian is saying, look, on the sand, okay. But once you get off the sand, you might be walking down Cavill Avenue in the Gold Coast. He doesn't want to see your bum. Yeah. Um, now, look, that's for his prerogative, but I don't think he's going to have much luck with that. Can I ask, when did this sort of phenomenon start? Because, it, it, like I said, I went down the beach the other day, 38 degrees, and everywhere I looked. Bum cheeks. It's definitely grown in the last couple of summers, I would yep. say. I would not, with my cheeks at their particular age, get them out. But I have full respect for the the if, lovely peaches, perky peaches that are out. How often did you used to wear the G-string bathers? And have you experienced it before? I have never worn G-string bathers. I was of an era where I would wear the G-string leotard to Blackwood Fitness Centre. But over the bike shorts. Oh, yeah. Remember that yeah. look? Yeah, that was like your um, Olivia Newton John. Yes. So you've never been to the beach in a G string. What about no. your friends? Do they like um, to wear them? No, they, uh, they might do a cheeky cut where there's a bit of the bum exposed, but not oh, right. right up the clacker. Not of our generation. But I, uh, there's zero judgment for me. If anything, I'm jealous. I guess that they've got the um, the body confidence because I would feel very. Exposed, mm. and you know, there's a probably a bit of cellulite starting to happen. I haven't looked at my bum in the mirror lately, but it's probably getting a little dimply. Yeah, well, that's natural, eh? That's, yeah. You free, just embrace free the, free the cellulite. Be be comfortable in the skin you're in. Um, what about you, Soda? Have I you don't wear, the, wear G's to the beach. Do you own G's? Why are you? Do you, do you have cheese drinks, Mark Soda? <laughs> just what? what? Just we're live and we're on air. <laughs> So you're about to the look you're, of you're your under, face. You're under oath. <laughs> look, there's a couple in the drawer. A couple uh, in the drawer. From where? From a long time ago. <laughs> I never used to wear them to the beach, but why would you wear them? I used to wear them for a work scenario. Oh, I to wear, the, no. Oh, that, hang on. This is when you were a male I've, model for I've Peter Shearer. The, no, it wasn't Peter Shearer. Thank you very much. There's the nude. There's the black and the grey. You've got three pairs of G-strings. That's one that I've got. It's very, very uncomfortable. No, you had to wear them under the underwear. To... Oh, and, it, and did they put the sock between the G <laughs> and the undies? got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, to, Mark Sodistrom on to, the catwalks. When you used to pull them on, it's a terrible feeling. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get the, the joy in wearing them. Like, shoved up. Your raisin, but then also the when you walk the exposed cheek, like I don't feel comfortable. You had to wear it under the sort of the bonds undies because you, you know for your... sanitary purposes. <laughs> Question without notice: When was the last time you put on the jeans? Oh, come on, jeez, I'd honest. say 
10, 15 <laughs> days ago. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics. Hey, you know the Grammys, obviously, were on last night. Um, this, I reckon, was the moment of the night. You know Luke Coombs? Yes. Covers Tracy Chapman's song, Fast Cars. Well, they did a duet together. A little bit of live music. I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speeds are fast, it felt like I was gone. City lights lay out before. Your arms felt nice right around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. Such a great version. Luke Combs, Tracy Chapman uh, oh. coming together for Fast Cars. Goosebumps. Her voice sounds perfect. Mm. I love that duet. I hope she's getting a lot of royalties. Okay, so all of your Grammys news. Let's start with Kylie Minogue mm-hmm. winning the second Grammy of her career. Best pop dance recording with Padal. Now, this is one of those early awards that they do off camera. So she found out she'd won in a bathrobe mm. in her hotel suite hey. getting ready. The vision is awesome, seeing yeah. her get excited. Because, I, you know, some people would be just not really fussed whether they won the award or not. But yeah. you could see her. She genuinely, genuinely was blown away oh. and she won. 20 years on from the first Grammy wow. she won. Incredible. Yeah, it's great. Go, Kylie. We love you. Uh, Miley Cyrus, another big winner. She took out record of the year for Flowers. Her outfit was a vibe. Gold sort of... Mm. Barely there. She looked smoking hot and I loved she was performing Flowers, only the second time she's ever performed it publicly, and she just completely went off script while she was singing. I didn't want to leave you, but had to. I didn't want to fight, but we did. Started to cry, then remembered, I just won my first Grammy! And then she sort of danced away from the mic and was so happy. She had the Farrah Fawcett hair. Remember the hair just all sort of blown out? Charlie's Angels days. And as predicted, um, Taylor Swift became the first person to win Album of the Year four times with Midnight's and then got up on the stage and dropped this absolute bombshell that nobody saw coming. I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years. Which is that my brand new album <laughs> comes out April 19th. It's called, <laughs> it's called The Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover. Two years she's been working on an album while she's been touring. Does she just not sleep? What an absolute machine. So, of course, everybody speculated that it was going to be Reputation Taylor's version that she was going to drop. But, nah, she's just got a whole new album of new songs. Love you, Taylor. You're a machine, <laughs> except for put an apostrophe in your album title. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm stop banging on about that. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. There's no secrets with Automasters Autocam. Real-time video reporting direct from your Automasters technician. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Beck and Soda. Secrets of the suburbs. Untold secrets. Unbelievably true. Only on SAFM. Secrets.
Yeah, right, Beck. This is a secret of the suburbs that uh, is really, really going to rile you. Uh, if you do have one, safm.com.au. We'll give you cash for your secrets. How good is that? Mm. And Beck, I can tell you right now, you are not going to think highly of this. Okay, you ready? You don't know me. Oh, well, yes, <laughs> I do. Here we go. Uh, good morning, Anonymous. Uh, tell us what's your story. Uh, so uh, my sister is a vegan and mm-hmm. her kids have never had any dairy or meat products in their life. Right. Uh, so one day we... No way. You actually gave them that to eat? Correct. You can't feed vegans. So the vegan sister ate it as well as the kids and, and, and wasn't any wiser? No idea. Still to this day, absolutely no idea. We've done it a couple of times. <laughs> so essentially, uh, how strict is your sister on this vegan lifestyle? Never met one. I'm just strong with her. <laughs> their kids have never had anything, anything with any dairy products or meat products at all in their life. So these kids have never tasted meat. They've never tasted butter. They've never tasted dairy products. Not one. I've got to ask. Um, so your sister's got no idea? Absolutely no idea. No, she would probably never speak to me again. And you've done this how many times? Uh, two times so far. And you're going to do it again? <laughs> yeah, every time it comes down, it's a bit of a tradition now. Beck, you're a vegetarian. How do you feel about this? Yeah, Anonymous, I'm vegetarian and I'm judging you because I had an ex-boyfriend who used to deliberately cook my veggie burgers on the barbecue and smear his steak all over my burger. And when I found out that he did it, I was really upset. We nearly broke up. Oh, no. Okay, well, look, I'm sorry, but I think it was great. <laughs> you have no problem doing it, of course. Um, I'm just thinking with the, with the kids, like at what point do kids start getting the, to decide whether they want to eat the meat or not, Beck? I think it's probably hard at school when someone's eating a ham sandwich and then mm. you probably have to let them make their own decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these kids are homeschooled, so they're not really ever going to be around anything like that. So that's why I thought while they're with us, they can have some tasty food. Yeah. <laughs> Beck? <laughs> Soda and I have very different opinions on this, Anonymous. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Beck. <laughs> no, having said that, my children made their own minds up. They ate meat when they yeah. were kids. Did you keep them as vegetarians though when they were younger? So Grace was vegetarian until she was two and mm-hmm. she went to childcare and the childcare um, person took me aside and said, it's really hard for her to understand why she can't eat what the other kids are eating at childcare and we can't yeah. explain it to her. Mm. So then I backed down and then the others ate meat from birth. Anonymous, any feelings of guilt whatsoever? No, I, no, not really, to be honest. I know that's bad, but I don't. I think the kids should be able to make their own decision. With it. If they get older and they want to become vegan, go for it. But I was thinking at that age, they should be eating yummy food and enjoying whatever they want to eat. Yeah, see, I'm not vegan. I, I love cheese. Oh, so you're a hypocrite? No, I'm just, I eat dairy products. I just don't eat meat. But what about those poor cows that had their udders pulled to give you the milk to make the cheese? Anonymous, thank you so much for sharing your story this morning. I'm so sorry, Matt. Don't mean to offend you. Stop apologising. Oh, I'm not. I'm only apologising, Matt, not for giving the kids the food. Oh, you sound like a lovely person. Beck and Soda, Secrets of the Suburbs. Share your secret at safm.com.au. Yes, a lovely person who goes against her sister's morals and boundaries for her children. Honestly, as a vegan, 
is that like really, really crossing boundaries? Ve- vegans are so much more yeah. passionate and strict than vegetarians. But they won't eat still, honey. They won't wear yeah, but leather. Same principle, though. Essentially, same principle around animal rights. Well, yeah, but it was like if if someone actually cut up sausages and put them in your food and you didn't know, would you be absolutely? Oh, I'd horrified? be really upset. Now, the reason why we had to beep a couple of things there was because Anonymous actually described what she did with the food, and then we thought if her family's listening, they might be able to identify what had happened. So mm. we just did that to protect them. But I've got to say, I reckon this, yeah, that's pretty, um, it's hard yeah. for me to understand it really because I'm not a vegan, right? So yeah. I go, ah, oh, well, so what, you ate a bit of whatever she put in there. But I can, I suppose from your point of view, it's... I also feel like if you're homeschooling as well, you are very, very strong in your principles about how you want to raise your kids. And if somebody else interfered, she would be so angry. Should she have done this? Or or does she want um, to look after her nieces and nephews in this way? On our socials too, I think on Instagram there, there's a poll, right? Can you feed the vegan kids meat behind their parents' Mm. back? (gasps) How do you feel about this? Is it right or wrong, Sarah, in Campbelltown? What are your thoughts? No, it's totally wrong. I'm a huge meat eater myself and I love it and I would feed it to my own kids. But her sisters totally trusted her with upholding their morals and their values and she's gone totally behind their back. It's just such a breach of trust. Yeah, I agree, Sarah. That's her lifestyle choice um, and it's her and her sister should respect it. 100%. All right. $200 for you for calling through today. Thank you, Sarah. Zach in Semaphore, what do you reckon? I 100% agree. Um, I've got a good friend of mine that is raising a, a child mm-hmm. um, vegan. Yeah. Um, we were at the pub one day and young fella was eyeing off me palmy. So when no one was looking, I slipped him a few bits and he loved it. <laughs> hey, Zach, how old how old's the little fella? Um, I'd say he'd be around five years old. Yeah, see, I mean, Zach, you can understand that if that's what the parents believe, but how do we know this little kid, like you said, he loved the chicken snitty. I mean, it might be something that he's really keen on and he doesn't really get a choice yet, does he? And that's where I thought I'd step in and give the man a snitty. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Zach. Not the man. John from Davron Park. Uh, John, what do you reckon? I don't think that they should be making those sort of choices for kids. Uh, you know, grow our minds and bodies. They need certain things. And until they're old enough to make that sort of choice themselves, I don't think anyone should be making it for them either. Uh, no, that's a good point. Actually, John, uh, my sister is a vegan, but she fed her kids meat, mm. as, even though like she you know, wasn't that excited to prepare it, but she did, and then let them make their choices as they got yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, her daughter now, both adults, uh, daughter is a vegan and the son isn't. You know what I mean? So he, I think she did it in a good way. Yeah, but I think have the conversation saying, I don't think this is the right choice. Don't just slip it in. Mm. You need permission for that. Um, Beck in Seaford Meadows, what are your thoughts on this little moral dilemma? I think she should respect her sister's choices and what, and go with that. I know when I get my um, little kids stayed with their grandparents, the grandmother fed my kids um, peanut butter for the first time because that was her favourite. Yeah. And I freaked out because I'm like, you don't know if they've got a reaction or anything else. Like, yeah. I was really angry with her. Yeah. yeah. Um, Beck, did your kids actually have a reaction at all? No, they didn't. Yeah. But then my son ended up having a fructose and lactose um, malabsorption allergies thing. Yeah, right. So she used to feed them. Everything that was on the list that they shouldn't. So oh. it always come back 
with really bad nappy beds. Yeah, right. Bed. It was horrid. She just constantly did it. Yeah, that's sad, Beck, in a way, isn't it? Because that's just them not listening to that scenario. Yeah. Jeez, right, eh? Renee in Banksy Park, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. It's like when my son went to family members, they gave him food he wasn't supposed to eat and he was so sick from it. I just think it's really wrong. Right, and Renee, were they aware not to feed him that stuff? They were fully aware and they still did it anyway because they thought it would be good for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, I reckon it's harder for older parents too Mm. because, you know, you think a lot of these peanut allergies and that didn't seem to exist you know, many, many, many years ago, or celiac, all these different things people yeah, but didn't is that know. Because kids are exposed to them less. I don't know. I just, Good point. But sorry. I can understand. You know, a lot of grandparents are like, "No, I know what's right. Don't worry. I've yeah. had kids. I've done this. You're getting second time around." Um, we've popped this up on Instagram. Uh, feeding a vegan kid meat behind their parents' back. Right. Percentages. Ten percent said it's okay. Ninety percent said wrong. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Hey, when we're giving you the chance to win some cash for Alpha Bucks, Beck, we always like to help everyone out and yeah. give a clue or so. Uh, yesterday, the letter was L for one mm-hmm. of the games, um, and Katie from the southeast joined us, and the, the clue was for L, a type of pie. Yeah. Which was interesting, and I was just thinking about this before. Um, type of pie starting with L, yeah. and, and Beck, you said this. My favourite pie, lentils. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> said nobody ever. <laughs> <laughs> They're always left at the bakery when I get there. Yes, they are. They get thrown out in the dump master normally. Uh, I loved how polite Katie was. Yes, that's nice. Um, and then I thought to myself, Beck, the odd lentil pie. If I go into a bakery yes, and there's still a lentil pie in the pie warmer, yeah. and even better, a lentil shepherd's pie with a cheeky bit of potato on top, it is a good day. Really? I love lentils. That is your pie of choice. Pie of choice every time. If it's a curried lentil, again, amazing. Just add a bit of flavour to the legume. L <laughs> lemon meringue pie? Yeah. No? Lamb pie? Nope. Wow. Lentil. You've gone a lentil pie. Um, and it got me thinking, is there actually a worse food than lentil pie? <laughs> <laughs> My favourite pie, lentils. <laughs> what about how much excitement you said that? Listen to the upward inflection when you when you say it again. My favourite pie, lentils. Oh, like we're going to really go, yes, I think you're right. That is so fun. You tell me I don't like fun. That That is the definition of fun, munging down on a quality lentil pie. Even using the word mung relates back to mung beans and it sounds boring. Munging a lentil pie. Oh, God, that's a horrible euphemism. Um, There's nothing worse. Honestly, I... Have you ever had a lentil pie? No. Well, then you don't know. I mean, if I baked, I would bake you one. (laughs) Um, I've got to ask, 131060, <laughs> what is worse than a lentil pie? Oh, come on. Is there actually anything worse than a lentil pie? pie shame me. Hey? You eat your pie, I eat mine. Mate, Stay go, in your pie lane. What about a Ned Kelly pie? Go oh, something. What's a Ned Kelly pie? Oh, that's with egg and yeah, bacon. Egg and, yeah. Even a spaghetti bolognese pie or a chicken tikka masala pie, mm. some of these wee things, but it doesn't even have to be Look, pie. Right. I might I might accept a vegetable pasty as a second <laughs> choice, but lentil pie number one every time. Can you just tell me one thing that's worse than a lentil pie? Anyone, <laughs> right? One this thing is, worse than a lentil pie. This is workplace bullying. That you can eat. It isn't bullying. It's actually just giving you a little realisation, right? <laughs> mm. Angela from Parkside, is there a worse pie than a lentil pie? There definitely is. My neighbour used to make tripe pie. It's all the bits and ends of offal and so forth of an animal. It was foul. That sounds awful. 
<laughs> it was. Oh, dear. I put my hand up, Angela, because I was waiting Angela, to deliver yeah, that. Sorry. As you, this is what we're dealing with here, right? In this, she in stopped this listening to you. As soon as you said try pie, <laughs> she's got her hand up to us like, I, know, I have to talk, I have to talk, Angela. Um, did you ever try the try pie? Oh, I did, but I just couldn't get past the taste. And she used to make it all cluggy with flour as well. Oh. So it just was disgusting. I think the time I tried it, I'd loaded it with tomato sauce just to disguise the flavour. That is horrific. Angela, I've got to say, that would be worse than a lentil pie. Uh, Rach from Mount Barker, something worse than a lentil pie. Yeah, look, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this one, Soda, but when my mum used to make steak and kidney, the next day she turned that into a pie. Right. And yeah, nah, like we'd come home from school, smell that cooking, and I would try and palm mine off to my brother before my sister did, so I didn't have to eat it. Yeah, nah. The, the fascination <laughs> with the kidneys, oh, I just, I've tried them. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, no. yeah, no, Rachel. I, yeah, I think the kidney, the steak pie, would be all right. Yeah, but Mum's throwing the kidneys in. Uh, Any jokes for that one, Beck? Yeah, um, what do you got for that? No, what do you got uh, for that? Sounds like I, a mistake. <laughs> Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's better. Oh, Nikki from Mitchum, what's worse than a lentil pie? Nothing. What? I actually agree with that. It's the best pie ever. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. Doesn't it give you gas? Nope, not at all. <laughs> it is just divine. I would be the same as Beck. I would pick a pie and then I'd pick a vegetable pasty second. Oh, Nikki, we are really on the same wavelength. <laughs> Nikki, do you, where do you get a good lentil pie? Because I don't believe they exist. Oh, they do. Um, I live near Mitcham and they have a um, cafe there that sell them every day. Right. And I think the Continental Bakery on Richmond Road, they actually make them all. Right. right. Um, okay, I'm that do, does anyone else buy them outside of you, though, <laughs> Nikki and Mitchum? I have got lots of friends that eat them, yes. Okay. Thank you, Nikki. $200 going your way and mm. my eternal friendship. Alana from Newton. Alana, what's worse than a lentil pie? A hearty curry, I should say. <laughs> my brother decided to make a curry and he put chicken hearts in it. And then halfway through, he goes, mm, isn't this hearty? I'm like, yeah, it is. Thank you. This is really nice. He goes, mm, it's really hearty. I'm like, what do you mean by that? And then he told me and it just came back up. Oh, oh you threw it up? Yep, I threw it back up because I've never eaten hearts or any of that oh, stuff before. Chicken heart curry. Hearty yeah. curry. Um, Candy from Hackham. Uh, Candy, what's worse than a lentil pie? Oh, they try and make everything gluten-free these days, so a gluten-free lentil pie. <laughs> Very good, Candy. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda, 6 to 9 weekdays. SAFM.